Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. One of my favorite parts about Bet Online is that it's just so much great content. That you can scroll through and you can find yourself going down so many different fun, awesome betting rabbit holes that it's it's truly a whirlwind and it blows my mind every single time how much fascinating stuff there is in this world to bet on. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football Podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I am Peter Warren, and I am joined once again by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy? How you doing today? We're doing all right, man. We wish we were playing uh, playing some football today. It's uh, unfortunate events, but um, you know, kind of just uh, now looking forward to, to next week. It's going to be a big week, but um, just gives us another week to, to prepare and, and to rest up. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, it's definitely a you know big in my mind a really big bye week, especially not just coming off last week's loss Michigan State, but also. You know, six weeks, they've been grinding. Teams really been invested. Just to have a bye week with two big games, you know, on the way. I think it would just be huge sort of as, as time to reset and rest and get some of the guys who, such as injuries, have piled up the last couple of weeks. It's some time to, to rest and get ready for what's hopefully a big stretch run for the Wildcats. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that, um, you know, it also gives us time to reflect on, on the game against Michigan State and, to, you know, to – to know we're not invincible on defense and, you know, we, we need to fix some things on offense to, to win these next two games. Um, so we, we just got a, we got a long way to go. And I think uh, it's, it's, it's a great time for us to, to settle down and, and get back in the film room and, and, and heal up and, and do some studying. You mentioned the loss against Michigan state, you know, just for a quick reflection, 29, 20 was, was the final score in Northwestern down. For the second time this season, it starts 17 nothing. comes back, makes it 2017. Inopportune fumble by Kyrick McGowan after Patty Fisher. Interception sort of turns the game on its head. Michigan State comes back, gets field goal, gets another field goal late. And on the final play, just, you know, trying to, you know, make some miracle happen. Fumbled ball in the end zone for the final six points. 
So it was closer in the final score, but it was not a pretty game at all. It was not a pretty game at all. Yeah, and I think you just hit it there, the nail on the head. It was it was a not our best performance. It was ugly. Um, you know, we just we didn't play the way we we were the entire season, and it was very unlike us. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's um, like we said, it's it's a good time for that bye week right now. We could get back in the film room, learn from our mistakes, uh, hopefully grow from them, uh, heal up, and 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 move on to the next opponent. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I mean. You know, you mentioned a lot, a lot of mistakes. Not, not, not the best game. You know, we can start on offense. You know, the offense. There was sometimes the offense was moving pretty well. Again, getting some plays. I mean, the first drive that they were looking great, and then you know they get to second one, just couldn't convert from about the nineteen. After that, it was very much a hot and cold type type of night for the offense. What What did you see from from Payne Ramsey and, and the offense last night? Just very uncharacteristic mistakes. Um, thrown across his body with that interception. He just he didn't look like himself. He wasn't comfortable back there. And I, you got to give credit to Michigan State's defense. I think you know the defensive line. They put pressure on him and they made him fight for everything. And um, you know he just wasn't the. You know he's kind of like the commander of the offense, man. He he doesn't he's not flashy, but he he moves the offense. He's methodical about how he goes about his business, and he doesn't make mistakes. And that just wasn't the case. Um, you know they they. They had him off uh, his game, and I, I you gotta you gotta give credit to Michigan State, man. They came to play, and they really, um, you know, gave us some fits up front. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think you know, have six games this season. You know, we have a little bit bigger sample size than usual. I mean, I thought that was the first time to re- I really saw Peyton look uncomfortable in the pocket for a, a significant portion of the game, and you know. Ethan Weediker out at right guard, maybe played some factor into that. You know, you're down. You're also down John Rain at tight end. So two, you know, important pieces up front, you know, were out. And so I, he just, you know, he looked like he was throwing a little bit quicker. You know, he was much, and also, it was interesting, he was much quicker to roll out of the pocket, try to scramble, try to make something happen with his legs. And that's part of Peyton's game is sort of getting out of the pocket and running those bootlegs. But I felt like, he was going, you know, a few seconds earlier, whether it was he heard footsteps or he didn't trust the offensive line as much. But there were some times if he stayed in the pocket, maybe it's a couple seconds more, maybe two seconds more, he could have gone a throw off, hit one of those nickel routes, as, as Fitz likes to call them, and sort of get some yards. So I felt like he was really feeling the footsteps all day and it affected the entire flow of the offense. No, I, I, I can't agree with you anymore. Like, you – it was just he, I, you could you could just sense it. He was he was uncomfortable. He wasn't playing his game, and he, like you said, man, he was just getting rid of the ball quicker. He was quick to get out of the pocket. He he was not comfortable all day, and um, it really showed. And our offense did not click or gel really since like the first drive. Um, so it was uh, it was definitely uncharacteristic. But like you said, we were missing some key components, and hopefully those guys get healed up, and we could kind of get back to that offensive grind that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And you, and you mentioned some some mistakes as well. I mean, some that surprised me, and you can talk to us more. You know, yourself as a former wide receiver, but I felt like there were a, a lot of drop. It was a weird game from the wide receivers. There were some great catches. You know, Kyrick's catch on the sideline. You know, it was one of the best catches I've seen all season. But there's also a lot of drops. A lot of sort of, you know, yeah. balls sort of right to chest. I mean, maybe they weren't perfect throws, but those balls I thought you know this team usually catches, especially with usually sure-handed guys. 
and it felt like stuff was just sliding sliding through their hands. Yeah, I think that was just you could basically sum up the whole game. We were just not mentally ready. You know, we're making you know mistakes we're not used to, and then it just kind of was a, a waterfall effect. You know, once one bad thing happened, another bad thing happened, and it was just kind of a ripple effect to the rest of the team. So. Yeah, I mean, you you gotta you gotta take pride. You gotta focus on every on every catch, every throw. Um, you know, we just we weren't ourselves, and, and and it showed. I don't know if it was uh we were just you know still off off our you know on, on our high horse from Wisconsin, and we just didn't you know mentally prepare and thought we were gonna walk over Michigan State, but mentally, I just don't think we were there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of interesting interesting way to put it because you know fits in the. In the post-game press, they thought the team had prepared well during the week, thought they, they had done a good job getting ready. But you're right, the team, there was something off about this Northwestern team on Saturday on, on both sides of the ball. And it just sort of looked like the lack of execution was significantly less than it had in any other game in the season. And I guess when it sort of speaks out, if you don't execute on, on offense or on defense, Special teams, I thought, was fine. But if you only execute in two or three phases of the game, I mean, you're, you're going to lose. And like I said, even though the score, the game was closer in the score, it wasn't like you were, you left that saying, wow, Northwestern really lost when it should have won. You were sort of like, Northwestern blew a chance to win. And it was a lot different, you know, coming out of it than maybe, say, a, you know, a different situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, you know, we battled back, man. We weren't playing our best game. We, we beat ourselves a lot, but we battled back. And you got to like, you got to give credit to the guys. Like they, they fought hard. And then, you know, when we needed to step up and make a big play, we just, we couldn't at the end, um, you know, and it, and that's what great teams do, man. They, they make the plays when they count. And we just weren't able to close that game. I mean, coming back, like the beginning of the game, man, it was, it was rough, man. It was a rough going, but we battled back and we, and we took the lead and, you know, you just thought like, all right, you know, we're we're a better team than than we think we are, you know, than, than years past. And, you know, we just unfortunately weren't able to close it out. And in order to be a great team and and to be that team we want to be, we we just got to close games like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It definitely was closing wise. That fourth quarter was just rough to watch because you, you get the you get the interception by Patty, you know, getting good field position. You know, that's a, that's a huge play. You're thinking, all right. Already, you know, just went up with the field goal. You know, we'll drive down, you know, we'll get six, we'll get another field goal, but most, you know, we'll drive down, get the touchdown, pretty much put this game out of wraps, let our defense do do what they've done all year and just, you know, put the clamps on the second half. But, I mean, you look at the, the Kyrick fumble, I mean, that, you know, and Kyrick, Kyrick is a great player, you know, love watching him play. But that, that was just, talk about not just bad timing, but just like, it's like something you just gotta hear and shake your head, and at the end of the year, and be like, "You hope that wasn't a game changer, not just for the game, but for the entire season." Yeah, it just it took the wind right out of the sails. Like you said, it just uh, you know, hopefully we could bounce back. You know, and it was an unfortunate you know thing. I, I, I mean, he's a stud. He's he's played well all year. You know, I'm sure he's gonna be fine. Um, teammate, team will pick him up. You know, Fitz will pick him up, and we'll be all right. But it, it like you said, it was. <laughs> it just took everything out of you. You know, you were just like, all right, Patty, you know, like we got, we got this, you know, this is, this is our year. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, that, that happened and kind of changed the ties of the game. And, you know, like you said, hopefully not for the season. I think, I think we're going to be 
you know, this is a different team. I think we're strong-willed. You know, you got to be, you know, during a pandemic. We This is a special team to get where we're at. And um, I think we're going to we're gonna bounce back for sure. Definitely. 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 And then, you know, looking at at the defense, which, you know, the offense's struggles, I'd say were, a, a, you know, not that they were surprising, but it was like, you know, this, this off the offense is not as, you know, as good as the defense. The defense was incredible first five weeks of the season. And then last week, it was just sort of like, it was sort of puzzling to watch, you know, no offense to Rocky Lombardi at Michigan State, but I mean, he just, in the first, you know, two quarters, one and a half quarters of that game, he did not look good. I mean, he made some plays on the ground, but he, he was missing guys by, you know, 10 feet. He was throwing them behind him, throwing in front of them. He had one deep ball where Cameron, he pretty much had, his first two completions were both touchdowns where Cam Ruiz got beat on the outside. And I mean, it was just such a weird game from the defense. It's just sort of hard to, hard to watch. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it wasn't like us, you know, we, we haven't really been giving up big plays, man. We've been pretty stout. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like, like watching Lombardi in previous games, I think Indiana and stuff where he got, he got benched. Like it's, just, it, it, he started off the game just like that. Then, you know, all of a sudden he hits a, you know, a 70, 80 yard, bomb down the sideline on a perfect pass you're like where'd that come from you know like he he has like has moments of greatness but he did not play well and I just thought our defense just you know we let a few get away from us and you know it kind of cost us in the end and um it's it's unfortunately like we can't we don't have an explosive enough offense to to allow that you know we don't we're not gonna score 50 points a game and and put up big numbers you know we're, we're methodical we control the ball we run the ball you know, we, we make key third down conversions. Uh, we're not like we're not really flashy on offense. So our, we, we count on our defense for a lot. And, um, you know, unfortunately, giving up big plays and stuff, that's going to hurt us. Yeah. You know, you mentioned they, they give up a lot of sort of, you know, not all of them were like 75 yard bombs like the, like that first touchdown. But a lot of third down conversions they let Michigan State get, you know, let them sort of. You know, and also, not even, and not even just like not every drive obviously ended in a touchdown, but they let Michigan State offense. I felt like on the field a lot, and even when you know a drive ended up getting a punt, they still felt like made a couple of third downs. You know, picked up some first downs. Maybe pretty much had some drives going. It wasn't like the usual Northwestern defense where, yeah, sometimes the offense you know has has a good drive. But most of the time, you're seeing you know three and outs, six and outs, stuff like that. On on Saturday, it was like they were pretty much moving at will, and it was more luck when Northwestern stopped it when it was usually the other way around. Yeah, they they controlled field position for sure, and I think that essentially killed us offensively with long drives. You know, we're not used to the long side of the field, man. We're used to the short, short getting short fields from our defense and and making plays and, and just controlling that clock. And, you know, we weren't able to able to do that. I mean, how many times did you see us, like, inside the 20 on our own 20? It was about every drive. So it's just um, – it, it was tough. It's, it's a rough go for our offense, man. We don't have a lot of explosion plays. Like, we, we are methodical about how we go about our business. And, and um, when, you know, you get – when you lose the field position game, man, it's going to be tough for you if you're not moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, especially, you know, when you have, you mentioned sort of the field position, I think that's such a, a huge thing that sometimes really gets, 
you know, overlooked when you're talking about, you know, winning football games and what teams do to win. Obviously, you know, scoring points is obviously at the top and turnover ratio, as you know, many know is just right under that. But I'd put, you know, field position and, and time possession right underneath that. Because if you're, you know, if you're starting, if you're getting the ball, you know, you know, at the at the 35, at the 40, you know, even it's your own territory, not even their territory. But if you're starting in, in the, within 20, like it feels like every single time, like you mentioned, it's a lot tougher to go 90 than it is to go 60. And it's significantly tougher. And when you, you know, when it feels like you're you're behind the eight ball in that, in that regard all day, it's going to be tough, not just for the offense to get down there, but the offense to, you know, pick itself up and really, you know, try and push itself to, to get down the field. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's demoralizing too, as an offense, you're like, dang, we gotta, I gotta go another 80. Like it's, you know, it's not, we're, the big 10 is not an air raid. You know, it's not the big 12 where you're air raiding it and you're, you know, just, it's 58 to 50 every game. You know, you, you, you got great defenses in the big 10 and every big 10 defense is going to be good. So when you are constantly having to drive 80, 90 yards, it just takes a toll. You know, it's mentally, it just takes a toll on you. You're just like, you know, it's, it's, it's a long way to go. It's going to be a bruiser. You know, we just, we haven't made a ton of long breakout like plays. So, you know, it's going to be a methodical grind and uh, we just, you got to have the mindset for it or it's going to be, it's going to eat you alive. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we just, we didn't have enough of it. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. It was, it's just, it was just a weird game. All around, it was, it was it was ugly, man. It just was an ugly game. I you know, I I went home for you know for winter break before, so I was watching it on on, on the couch with my parents, and we were just and it was just like, and neither my parents were Northwestern, but they've you know they've become fans since I've been here, and they, and my mom was just like, she was like, what what is this? This is not what like we're used we're used to, and I just had to agree. I mean, it it felt a lot. Not so much, you know, not as not to the same level, but it's, it felt like a little bit like last year where you just sort of, you sat there waiting for something to click, something to turn, for something to finally happen. And then it just didn't. And you're just sort of left there going like, at the end of the game, like, how how did this turn out this way? And there's obviously yep. a lot of reasons to talk about a lot of them right here, but it's just sort of like, you're even now you're just still sort of like, like grasping, like how how could this happen? Especially, you know, and you, you know, you mentioned this earlier, but like it was the the hype leading up to the game was so much fun, and and you wonder how that how that played, especially for you know a team in a program not used to you know being the number eight team in the country and being you know you know yeah. holding you know not that they were holding it in their hands, but I mean like anything you could you could theoretically throw out. If they had played their best games and, and won out, it could theoretically have been right there for them to, to take to be there. I think that's the most disappointing is 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 the what it could have been. You know that that's what hurts the most is like, dude, we were so close. You know, we've never been eight in the country. We're you know, the rest of our schedule we we thought you know like, hey, we should walk away with this and we should give Ohio State a freaking a game in the Big Ten championship. You know, with with our defense. And um, it's just about – it was – I think that's just what hurts the most is, like, what, what it could have been. And, um, you know, we still have a lot to play for, though. I mean, we, we still – you know, 
Big Ten championship game, we could make some noise and, and, and really, you know, we we could really have an unbelievable one of the best seasons in Northwestern history still. So, yeah, I mean, that you mentioned, I think you really just 100% right in the money right there. I mean, the disappointment, I think, was palpable throughout the entire country, whereas, like you mentioned, it was something, a chance for something that's never really happened before in, in, in program history. It's something to really accomplish. I mean, the team has never had a had a, perf- had a perfect undefeated record in the regular season, ever. Going back, you know, 130-plus years of, of Northwestern football, it's never happened. And even just like that, whether or not they would end up beating Ohio State or, or, you know, get going to all these different things, like just to even have that would have been so monumental, so incredible, especially with, you know, have, you know, say what you want about, you know, the, the, the COVID season of, of 2020. Anything that happens here is, is an accomplishment, an incredible testament to the dedication these players have shown throughout, you know, an, uh, an incredibly, you know, tragic and, and horrible event across the world in this pandemic. So even, you know, if you want, if people are going to be like, oh, well, it was only a pandemic. It's like that in, the, in a certain way that, that elevates everything because they had to do even more off the field to make sure, again, another week, no COVID cases at all. That's just showing how dedicated this program is to the football oh, on the it, field. You got to tip your hats to the kids, man. Like, it, it's, it's got to be hard because there's it's it's football and home, and you, you can't do anything. You, you can't be a college, like, student athlete. So it's just it, – it, you got to tip your hats to the kids, man. They've done an unbelievable job just staying COVID-free and really – making this season what it is mm-hmm. definitely and also like sort of going back uh to your point is that all the goals are also there it's a weird thing about that game where it's like it just was such a letdown you felt like you know it all crashed crashed and burned but in reality sure maybe you know the the, the dreams of of the rose bowl and, and the college football playoff died but i mean Division title is pretty much, you know, I'm not going to, it feels weird to call that right away because who knows what the Big Ten is going to do, switching stuff around that maybe, you know, makes them not the Big Ten West champions. I think they'll, I think they'll get it. I think they'll win it. But you just, with them trying to get Ohio State in, who knows if they technically don't clinch when, when, when we think they do. But I mean, like, Big Ten championship game is then pretty much, you know, they're going to be there. And you're looking at whether you win or you lose that, you know, either you're an eight and one or or seven and two, you know, Big Ten West champion. You're looking at either a, a you know, a, a New Year's Six bowl game or, you know, the Citrus Bowl or one of the other top tier non New Year's Six bowl games. So I mean, you're looking you're looking at you know a great finish to the season no, no matter what, what, even though they lost this game. No, and and you have to think about how far we've come from just last year. To where we are now like it's unbelievable what what we've done what our coaching staff has done to get these players to where we are and um yeah we, i mean dude if if we could pull it off and and, and win out that is one of the best seasons in northwestern history so we, we got a lot to be proud about these this team and you know i think they're really going to come back fresh hungry and, and ready to roll for the rest of the season mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you on, on, on both fronts there, you know, not just that we're looking at one of the, 
the best and, and most memorable seasons in Northwestern history. We're also, I mean, I think this team really, you could sort of tell after, you know, in the post-game pressure and sort of like how they were, even on Monday, it's like, they were humbled a little bit by this defeat, and you know, like, right and rightfully so. You know, you come in probably thinking this is, you know, maybe not a cakewalk, but you know, this is, you know, we're a team of destiny. This is our time to shine, and and you know, you struggle, you, you don't live up to those expectations. I think they're going to come out, especially with the extra week. You know, get some rest. They're going to come out hot for this Illinois game, and I know, and I yeah. mean, they always, you know, I know how big wing the hat is within the program. And I just think, especially with Illinois not playing up to, up to its best, you could see, and you know, we'll get into more of this next week, but, like, that Illinois game will be fascinating to watch how much, you know, of a rejuvenated Northwestern team we see. Absolutely, dude. We got we to gotta come out hungry and ready to play, and I'm excited to see what team comes out. And I, I hope it's that one that, that showed up against Wisconsin, man, because it's, uh, it's, it's time to put a beat down those orange hats, man. And um, I'm excited for it. So we got a lot to do, but uh, I think we're going to come ready. You know, we, we talked about sort of after Illinois, you know, most likely, you know, Big Ten championship game and, championship. and a bowl game. You know, as we as we look at these, we can sort of treat this as sort of a, a midway point. You know, we played five, we played six. You know, now we got we got three left. So not as much of a midway point, but still like. Um, this will be sort of my mind a reflection, uh, inflection point of season where you sort of, it's because if you want to count this Illinois game as a, as a postseason game, you know you're playing for a for a trophy. It's a rivalry game. I think that's fair. So if we sort of look at these next three games sort of as their own, you know, second season. Per second season. Um, what are some What are some things you want to see this team improve upon and be better at for for these next three? Yeah. So I mean. For the rest of the season, offensively, I think we have to be more consistent. We have to move the ball. Uh, We have to try to find some big plays. You know, I think McGowan's kind of been the guy, but we need some other guys to step up, too. I think we're kind of solely relying on him. Um, And then defensively, like, that was the first game where I really questioned our secondary, giving up big plays, and that's just something we, we can't allow. We haven't really been like that all year, so it was a little uncharacteristic, so I think I think we're going to bounce back. I don't think that's going to be something that we really have to worry about. I think, uh, you know, after watching the film and the tape, I think we're going to get better. Um, but, yeah, really, I think offensively we just – we got to help out our defense a lot more. Um, not a lot more, but we got to – we got we, we to score some more points, and we got to – once we get into the red zone, we, we got to score touchdowns. We can't settle for field goals. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, I think you made some great points. And also just sort of – and sort of helping out. You know, usually, at least in my mind, first possessions of, out of both halves, Northwestern's offense does really well. But as the game, you know, is going on, you know, like whether it's the, you know, end of the last seven minutes, second quarter, last seven minutes of the fourth quarter, it feels like the offense stalls and really can't really get anything done. I think that's huge for helping the defense out because it feels like every week, no matter whether Northwestern is winning or, or losing and winning close or, or losing close, but the defense is on the field for a significant portion of those final, you know, seven minutes, especially the fourth quarter, where it feels like it's not so much the offense going out and during the game. It's the defense having to once again step up and, and shut down any chance of a comeback. And, you know, like, that's that's great. The defense can definitely do that. 
But you mentioned sort of helping out the defense. I think that's a, a real place where you could see the offense. You know, just, you know, instead of going three and out and just, you know, rushing the ball on, on two on two possessions in the, the waning minutes of the game, just sort of like try to round the clock instead of actually trying to pick up a couple of field goals or a few first downs, you know, keep the defense off the field, get a little bit of rest. So if they do have to, you know, punt it after a while, it's a much more rested, you know, focused defense than one that might be running on fumes a little bit. Yeah, and definitely giving our opponents the long field. You know, changing the field position. I think we talked about that earlier. You know, I feel like if our offense is, you know, able to drive the ball a little bit, and yeah, we, we're not going to score every possession, but changing the field position, man, making our opponents drive the long field, letting our defense go to work and, you know, shutting them down. Because, dude, I'm telling you, it's intimidating when you, when you got 80 to 90 yards to go and you know how well our defense plays. It, it, it limits the playbook, limits the options, because they don't want to make a mistake and turn the ball over that deep in our zone. So I think, I think really our offense just needs to sustain some drives and, and move the ball a lot better. Mm-hmm. And one thing you mentioned too, in, you know, in your in your initial response, that really sort of piqued my interest and made me think about something I hadn't thought about in a while, was explosive plays. Because it feels like, you know, the offense, you know, maybe it's just compared to last year, but it's felt like they've had a, a fair amount of explosive plays but then I really I really thought about it and you know Peyton obviously doesn't have the same arm strength as as you know a guy like Hunter but there's there's been a lot of you know short passes screen passes nickel nickels and you know there's been a sniff, especially with RCB playing so well you've had your fair amount of of 20 25 yard 30 30 yard passes and even 15 as well but there's been no real sort of over the top deep ball threat you know felt like throughout the entire year you have a little bit of rcb and you know it's interesting we haven't really talked about this name at all but jj jefferson has has, has not played at all this year i you know we he's just been on the injury list so we assume he's hurt we don't really know what's what's happened it hasn't come up but it's interesting sort of like even though jj is a smaller guy more of a more of a quick guy he opened up a lot of you know options just sort of by being a deep threat that we haven't really seen at all at all this year. You know, Riley's is great in the slot. You know, Kyrick is is great, but not has not really not really a deep threat in the same regard. And even RCB, in my mind, much more of a sort of a you know medium he's a, he's medium to long guy. Yeah, and like he's been great, but you know he's not he's not running you know this straight straight routes down verticals down the middle of the field trying to open up plays like that. And so that's sort of something I think you think about even explosive plays. That's something we sort of we're missing. And I don't know if we're going to be able to. Yeah, I, m- I remember at the beginning of the season we we were projecting JJ Jefferson to have a, a breakout year, you know, with his b- big playmaking ability that you know that he was able to do, you know, in prior years. We we, we thought he was going to be one of the guys. Um, so if not having him has definitely hurt us, um, especially in stretching the defense. Man, it's just. Just the threat of having somebody that can beat you over the top is intimidating to defenses, and it's going to make those safeties not play so aggressive downhill. So, um, yeah, not having that deep threat, that over-the-top guy, has is, is definitely hurt us. And you also you mentioned the secondary. You know, not not a very good performance from the secondary. You know, as a, as a group against Michigan State, you know, Cam Ruiz 
you know, I felt bad for him. He's played very, he's such an improved player this year. We have talked about this too previously. You know, he got, he ended up getting benched. It's not, not a good performance out of him. AJ Hampton was, was much better in his performance, but I mean, you know, it's got to be better. But I do want to mention that Greg Newsom was, I thought, again, outstanding against Michigan State. He's truly, you know, we'd seen a lot of flashes the first two years. But injuries had sort of, you know, pushed him to the to the radar, you know, a little bit to the edges and a more of a national Big Ten radar. You know, it, if you had watched Northwestern for the past few years, you knew this guy was going to be good. But the level he's playing at right now is absolutely tremendous. Where it's like, if we were playing Minnesota, you know, this, this weekend, I would not have been worried at all about Rashad Bateman. Where last year, him and 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 Johnson, the you know the, the best one-two combination in the country, absolutely torched us. Where this year, I would have been, you know, I wouldn't have been nervous at all because you got yeah Greg there and he's he's playing, you know, at a first-team All Big Ten level. Oh, he he is going to be playing on Sundays. He how he plays his game. His attitude, he, he just comes ready to work. I love it, man. He, he feel like he's just always up for the challenge every play, man. And, and you got to, man. You're out there on an island, and he, he's out there on an island. He's been dominating. And and you love to see it, man, because we haven't really had too many lockdown corners in the past. Like, we've had we've had some – I mean, don't get me wrong. We've had some studs with Sherrick, Mabin, you know. Those are guys that I played with that I just thought were unbelievable. So, um he is he's definitely in the league of his own and he's de- I, I don't see why he wouldn't be playing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be it's really fascinating too, especially, you know, we talked about potentially Ohio State. You know, they have a bunch of good wide receivers, you know, the bowl game, you'll you'll assume there's a, a bunch of good wide receivers on whichever team Northwestern plays as well. But it's just gonna be, you know, fascinating to see how he continues to elevate his game and continues to potentially elev- elevate the the you know, the entire defense, too, which he's done for a lot of these games. Well, I think that's what, what it does, though, is it just gives your whole defense confidence that their number one wide receiver is shut down. You know, so they just they elevate their game because they're like, they just put that sense of confidence like, all right, we're all right, because he's got that guy done. You know, and it, it just it elevates everybody else's game, too. And just having that sense of confidence that, that he's going to be able to perform in such a high level week in and week out is – is something that you can't take for granted. And uh, I, I know our, our defense is not. Mm. And I think that sort of adds to sort of how much of a sort of shocking blow, I guess, for lack of a better word, those those two big pass plays against Michigan State. And, and you know, the first one, the 75-yard touchdown bomb from, from Lombardi for the first touchdown, and then sort of the, the third down fade route to the back of the end zone is that, you know, if you're the front seven, you know, not playing that great game, but you've you've seen Greg, you know, just dominate so much, and you see these two big big pass plays. It's sort of like stunning. That's sort of a reminder that you know he 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 can't do it all on the back end. That's not to say that Cam and and Jr. and, and Brandon haven't haven't been good. They they've all been really good. I mean, Rod Hurd and AJ Hampton's you know coming in and playing in in, in nickel and quarter situations as well have been really good. But it's just like they're. You know, from a pass coverage standpoint, they're 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 not at Greg's level right now, and so well, you might have one area one area to feel shut down. The other area is not, you know, on on, on clamps right now. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think this week kind of was a reminder, man. We got to get better, and they got to they got to improve each week. And I think that's what this bye week is definitely going to help. Is it's going to get them in the film room. They're going to get back to techniques. 
you know, and back to the fundamentals. And I just feel like we're going to come ready and we're going to be a completely different team when we come out and play Illinois. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a, a fun one. You know, the hat is always good. And we'll, and we'll talk about that one more, you know, as next week is as, as closer to the game to get a little bit more information. Hopefully we find out some, some we'll have some more definitive answers on 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 what this championship game is gonna is gonna be like, you know. Yeah, in our injury report, you know, it's you know missing our tight end and and um, you know getting some guys healthy. It's gonna be nice to have some guys back, hopefully, and um, just really come out and show what we're what we're made of again. Definitely. Well, I'd like to you know thank you all for listening to another episode here of the the Believe in Northwestern football podcast. We're more than halfway done with the season, as crazy as that sounds. Even though it's the, even though it's the first of December, it's still crazy to say we're, we're more than halfway done with the season. But, you know, we thank you all for, for listening along with us and hope you continue to listen, you know, for, for the end of, of what should be a, uh, a remarkable and, and memorable 2020 Northwestern football season. You know, for, 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 for Jeremy Ebert, I'm, I'm Peter Warren. Have a great one, and hope you uh, hope to see you back next week. Go Cats, baby. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.